This is the Chicago Golf Report podcast, hosted by Walter Liss. Today's guest is Carl Merkested, founder of Carl's Place, a leader in home entertainment products, including golf simulators. Um, let's start, though, with like an overview of the industry. Um, golf simulators have been around a long time you know, at least uh, figuratively for the, the industry, but uh, especially in the Chicagoland area, we've seen this huge boom in the past two to three years with the standalone businesses coming up. We've got a dozen ex-golf locations. We've got these big, huge places with 10, 12, 13 simulators. Um, so my question to you is why now? What What's changed where all of a sudden the simulator business has become so popular? Yeah, I, I think the the easy answer is that the technology is uh, good. <laughs> um, you know, it's been workable in the past, and I think now it's it's really good. And it's you know to build a facility like these, um, it's not um, you know extraordinarily expensive, um, and it's I mean it's just doable. You know, um, and uh, I I also think it's it's a matter of um, you know people getting uh, more acquainted with things like video games. You know what I mean? It's, it's this crossover of the sport with, with, uh, you know, screen technology in general. <laughs> mm-hmm. So everything big screen is, is more attainable and, and more comfortable to people. And so I think it's just like the crossroads of all those things. So you work with uh, individuals, people who want to have simulators in their homes. You also work with businesses, correct? Yeah. Like golf simulator businesses. From your perspective, sort of being this person with a, a great deg- degree of familiarity with things, um, how do these golf simulator businesses do? Are they are they profitable? Are they doing well at this stage? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm not in the books of any of them specifically, but they're, you know, they all are, you know, we get a lot of, you know, um, Ongoing, you know, people people expanding their their bays, you know, adding more screens, um, you know, upgrading screens. Um, so yeah, I mean, all indications from us, from our from our business customers, say that yes, it's going very well. So let's take a step back, then. Let's uh, talk a little bit about um, how you got into simulators, golf simulator business. What's the the quick strokes that got you from there to here right now? Yeah, we, uh, Carl's Place started out doing backyard theater screens, um, and then we had nothing to do with golf whatsoever. <laughs> um, but it was those same customers that were buying screens that they wanted to have a backyard movie. They would start asking us about, you know, whether they could hit a, a ball into their screen. And uh, at the time, that was not possible. Um, but, you know, one thing led to another and working with various vendors we found materials that would work for that. And so we, we put it out there for, for people just to kind of, to, to give them, you know, those people that would ask us, we'd have an answer for them. And um, that's just slowly became a thing of more and more people asking about it. And um, once we started offering more complete solutions with the enclosure and everything like that, it really took over the entire business. Um, so it was this, this transition for you know about three or four years really where we went from being mostly backyard and home theater screens to being almost entirely golf screens so then i guess the the next logical question is digging in a little deeper as far as how do simulators work can you give an overview of 
of what what is actually happening to create this ability for golfers to get this feedback? Yeah, there's there's a few different um, technologies that are out there, a few different strategies that 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 they use to make it work. Um, the two that that we work most often with uh, are either camera or radar based. Um, and so the the first option would be you have cameras somewhere in the enclosure, the the simulator either overhead looking down at the ball or maybe right next to the ball. Um, and basically the, the club hits the ball and the camera has, you know, takes high speed imagery of the, of the contact and the initial flight of the ball. And it just extrapolates from there where the ball's going. Um, so that's, that's, that's as, base, as simple as it is for the most part. Uh, the radar systems are a little different. They, they usually sit on the floor behind the golfer and they are using radar technology to just kind of ping the ball as soon as it takes off. And it, you know, that's accurate enough where it can measure where the ball is in space between the club and the screen. And you know, in that time period, it has enough measurements to, again, figure out where it's going and extrapolate that into a, a full flight path. So from your experience, how accurate are both of these two technologies? They're, they're both very accurate. Um, they, you know, we've tested various systems pretty extensively and the better ones are down in the less than like 3% error rate. You know, we take them out to a driving range and, and measure the actual flight of the ball versus what the, the system tells us happened. And yeah, like, like two, 3% is, is pretty typical for, for the better versions of either system. So a uh, next question is the, um, how does putting work on a golf simulator? Is yeah. that something that you uh, see that incorporated a lot or what, what's the status right now? Putting's, putting's a little controversial, I guess I would say, in that, you know, because it's, a, because it's um, a, just a different type of shot, um, it's less uh, um, readable. I, I shouldn't say it's less readable. It's, but because you're putting on a flat surface, um, it just feels less, uh, of a simulation than, you know, driving off of a tee, you know, that's pretty analogous to the real thing. Um, uh, what most people do with putting and to various degrees is they just have really large gimmies turned on. So if you get the ball within 10 feet of the hole, that's plus one. In some places, you know, if it's within 20 feet of the hole, it's plus two, you know, and there's various rules that you can use. Um, you get the ball in the green and you're done. Uh, depends on how fast you want to play. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I, I think a lot of putting is okay. Uh, it's it's not just terrible. It's just that most people just want to move on to the next hole by the time they hit the green. So they skip it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you've recently built a uh, tool that allows someone to visit your, visit your website and build their own simulator. Can you talk about uh, what was the genesis of that idea? Yeah, we, we have always really um, uh, um, emphasized our ability to, to make a simulator for anyone's space. Um, and so um, we've always offered that, you know, you call us, we will make you a sim, whatever size you want. Um, and we just wanted to make that easier for people. Um, you know, the, we kind of took, we just kind of started with what's the typical conversation we have with people when they call us and want to walk through how to do this, how to fit it in their room or whatever. 
and let's let's make a tool that that can walk you through it um, and kind of answer all those questions and let you pick all those things, um, you know, right right in one spot. So that was that was kind of the the birth of that, and um, I think it turned out pretty good for for what you're able to do with it. So based on that tool, uh, here's some other uh, kind of rapid fire questions for you. Um, what's the uh, height you'll need? What anyone will need for a simulator? What do you recommend? We usually recommend like at least nine feet. Um, 10 feet is very comfortable. If you can get 10, perfect. Um, nine is usually doable. Once you get less than nine, you start to, you know, if you're, if you're a shorter person, that might be just fine. Um, but we have customers that will squeeze it into eight foot ceilings and they'll like only use their irons or, you know, if they're desperate, they'll, you can do it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, nine is kind of where we start recommending. And then, you know, like I said, ideal would be like 10 or 10 or more. And how much space, overall space, do you typically recommend having in a, in a yeah. room? We, I, we've kind of like our bare minimum is like 12 feet wide. Um, that can still be a little tight. If you want to have righties and lefties, you really need like 14 uh, feet wide. And even that, you know, we, we, like, we like maybe 15 feet. That's kind of our, our preference. And then both sides can swing pretty freely. Um, depth, we see a lot of different depths that people are comfortable with. We usually recommend that you want somewhere where you can golf, you know, 10 to 12 feet away from the screen. Um, some of the radar technologies that their, their requirements are how this is set, you know, the radar unit has to be, you know, say uh, seven feet or something behind the T. And then you have to have like nine or 10 feet between the T and the screen for the, for the unit to read. So that's your requirement. Um, the camera systems don't have those. They can be much more compact. Um, and so, yeah, then it's just a matter of like, how comfortable are you, you know, with the ball bouncing off the screen? You know, how close do you want to be? 10 or 12 feet, you never have to worry about it. Some people go as close as like eight feet or even a little closer. That gets a little uncomfortable in my opinion. But again, if you're like, you got a spare bedroom or something, you're trying to fit this in, people do it. So um, and the other thing is you just have to have a little bit of room between your screen and your wall um, to, you know, leave room for the impact to, you know, hit the screen and not hit your wall. So, you know, if you think about it, you know, maybe like a, like a 16 foot deep space is, is kind of our recommendation. Um, but it's, it's pretty flexible. So. Um, so for people who are putting these in their homes and spaces like that, do they typically prefer a camera-based system or a radar-based system? I, I wouldn't say there's a typical preference. There's, you know, it's it's pretty, it's it's all over the place what people like. Um, you know, the 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 lower end radar systems are very good, um, and they're not expensive. You know, the the there's a there's a Mevo Plus unit. Um, is, you know, you can usually get it, I think right now it's on sale for like $1,700 or $1,800. Um, and that's very good. That's some of our, one of our most accurate units. You know, the, the challenge to it is that it's one of those that needs the depth, you know, behind the golfer and between the screen. Um, but still it's a very, very reasonable way to get into a SIM and have really good results. Um, the the camera-based systems can be mounted overhead so they're not in your way. You can, you know, you can have righties and lefties, you know, switch out, no, no issue whatsoever. It's not, you know, it's totally out of the way. It doesn't feel like there's anything there. 
Um, those are generally more expensive. You know, the 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 IXO or excuse me, the, the QED is seven thousand um, dollars, and that is very good. Um, they go up from there. Um, there's other, you know, like there's a there's foresight units that are camera based that sit right next to where you hit the ball. But then if you switch righty lefty, you had to move the unit to the other side of the ball. Um, so it, it, it's a it's this there's all kinds of variables that go into it. What's your space? You know, what uh, are you going to be ever moving it? Do you want to be able to take it to the driving range? Some people use it that way. Um, and a lot of people make the decision based on like what software are you going to use with it? You know, are, are you using the built in software? Do you want to use a separate, you know, uh, course software? And then different different units play better with different, you know, software packages. So, hence why I say there's no real typical setup. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. just kind of where, where are you coming from, and you know what's going to suit your your situation the best. So, so you brought up an, uh, a good point. This is, I guess, the one question that I had. One of the questions that kind of stood out when when I was going through your customization tool. So you start out with your different types of screening materials um enclosure accessories then then we get to the launch monitor and the software can you explain the difference between the launch monitor and the software and can they be you can use a launch monitor with different types of software yeah so uh the launch monitors uh typically all have something that comes with them that that works you know you the launch monitor is what's actually measuring you know what happens when you hit the ball um, and then you obviously want to see that somewhere. Some launch monitors are really designed as like a, a driving range aid, and they're not really meant ground up to be a simulator. So maybe they have a display right on the unit that reads out, you know, what your, your distance was and your speed and all that. Or maybe they just like attach to an app on your phone or tablet that gives you all that readout along with like a basic driving range or kind of basic sim game. <clears throat> but for people who want to like make a real home sim out of it and use it like a, you know, like a simulator, then you have like a separate software package that takes all that data and puts it in like a game. And that's made, that's what feels like you're at the, the golf course golfing. And uh, some, some sims come with all of that, or, or I should say some launch monitors come with all of that. They have like some kind of built-in um, course software as well as a driving range, things like that. Um, some of them are pretty basic and only come with like the app uh, for, your, for your phone or tablet. Um, and so long story short, for the most part, you can mix and match. So if you identify a software package that you want to use, there will be several uh, launch monitors that are compatible with that, that you can, you know, work backwards and find the one that works for you. Now, um, I, when I was going through the tool, your customization tool on your website, um, I was, uh, I guess I was uh, surprised at a couple of things, how easy it was to do, because it's yeah. just basically step by step by step. Um, secondly, I think it also is very clarifying in terms of, oh, okay, that's, this is what is included, what you need to have, which is pretty straightforward. Um, but then I guess the final thing that surprised me was the price. Uh, I went in and I chose what I think are pretty good, uh, uh, pretty good launch monitor software. Uh, you know, I didn't choose any lower end and it was still yeah. around $5,000, which is yeah. 
considering, you know, I know like I've been taking lessons with the my pro, you know, for, you know, basically four to six months a year for years now indoor. And I remember the cost just to buy this, the tool, the, the launch monitor was ex really expensive four yeah. times that amount. Now I can get the whole thing for $5,000. So it's just yeah. this, the function of the fact that, um, the technology has become more affordable or is there something that, you know, you use your expertise in being able to do this? How, how is the price able to be this reasonable? Yeah. I mean, the, the technology is a huge part of it. Um, it wasn't that long ago where you exactly, like you said, just to buy the tech, you were talking about 20,000 plus dollars. Um, and there are still units out there that are up in that, you know, range. Um, we don't, you know, we, focus a little more on the more reasonable ones because that's what our customer base wants. But um, yeah, the, the, the basic idea is that over the past few years, um, there's been huge uh, uh, improvements in the availability and accessibility of, of some of this technology. Um, you know, they're packaging it up into, you know, the, the Garmin launch monitor is, is $600. And it's very good. <laughs> you know, it's it's not as full featured as some of the other things. That's where I was talking about, like, it's a little harder, like, to put it, connect it to a PC and use some of the better um, SIM software is a little tricky with that, if even doable at all for most people. But again, if you just want a basic setup where, you know, you want to work on your swing and get that data, you know, in your garage, it's great. It works really well. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and it's 600 bucks. That's crazy, right? Um, so with that and, um, you know, and, and then from the, from the rest of the, the, the angles, you know, that's, that's where we apply our expertise to, you know, we think we can make this enclosure for a much better price than what people had offered in the past. You know, in, in the old days, you had to have someone come in and build a setup in your house for, you know, you know $50,000 or whatever. And, um, you know, that's where we wanted to come in and say, look, you, we we can build you we can make you this thing that's relatively easy to assemble in your home and it, it functions just as well as you know any other screen you know impact screen and yeah you're 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 in and out of the enclosure for a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars depending on how big it is and the features you want so yeah you add up all that stuff together and yeah you, as you as you found five thousand dollars is doable for a pretty decent setup. Um, and yeah, we've, that's what's most exciting about it for us. I mean, that, that puts it in a range that, yeah, uh, a, a, a rather typical person could put that, you know, could dedicate a bay in their garage or a spot in the basement or a spare bedroom or whatever. And that's not an obscene investment to, for the type of enjoyment you can get out of this thing. So. Now, does your company get involved with the installation of these products? Will you, do you have people that you send out to install uh, the simulator and everything? No, basically, that's the short answer. Um, you know, we, we've always taken a, a DIY approach. That's kind of the, the foundation of the company. And so the goal is our, all our products, you know, come ready to assemble, like you'd put together a dresser or something, you know what I mean? Um, we do have, you know, partners out there, resellers that also sell our products that also do installation. So depending on where people are located, we can connect them with someone who could help them out if that's a requirement. But uh, Carl's Place, as a you know, standalone, doesn't have installers. So Carl, let's finish up with three questions. These are kind of broad questions, almost kind of your opinion on things. Um, do you believe a golf simulator can improve one's golf game? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about that. 
and I can I can testify to it, you know, personally that uh, I am not very good. Uh, don't tell anyone, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, with a, with a few, even just as little as a few days practice in a sim, you know, with that with that real time feedback you get. Uh, the one we have in our well, we have multiple in our showroom, but the one I like to use is a Unicor IXO, and that shows you a. Uh, a, a video of your club hitting your ball after every strike. And I mean, so, oh, I shanked that one. What did I do? You know, and immediately you see where your club hit the ball and you rotated it or whatever. And I mean, with, with no like professional help whatsoever, I mean, I can straighten out my shots and, and, and double the yardage, you know, from being a total, you know, beginner basically to being, you know, capable. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so yes, uh, that's an easy yes answer for me. So you might've just answered my second question, but what do you believe, what's your favorite golf simulator right now? Yeah, I mean, we're, my, my favorite is that, is that IXO. I mean, it's, I like the camera technology because of its versatility um, to mounting. It's not on the floor in the way, righties, lefties, whatever. Um, and it's just super accurate. Um, and, and that video feedback is, is awesome. Um, so that's, that's, that's my, my personal favorite. It's one of the more expensive ones. Um, so, you know, going the other direction, my second would probably be the Garmin just because of its value. You know, you get, you get very good accuracy out of it for, you know, a 10th of the price, not even. So it's hard to, hard to not like that one too. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. So last question for you, um, I guess the golf simulator, if you're a golf nut, this is kind of the holy grail, especially for Midwesterners who yeah. basically will have maybe eight months of outdoor. So it's four full months at least where we're kind of stuck inside. In the future, do you think we'll all have indoor golf simulators, golf nuts? Do you think we'll all have one in our house? That, that I mean, that's exactly what I've been saying. Yeah, I've been telling people, hey, if you're building a new house, make sure you got 10 foot basements down there because you're going to want one of these things. It's worth it. Um, I, I feel like um, where not long ago, you, you know, the, the home theater was the, you know, the mark of the, you know, slightly upscale home. You know, that's that's the extra bonus room that everyone wanted. I think it'll be you'll see that more of like a golf sim or or at least kind of multi-purpose room where you've got a screen that can be used for golf and also, you know, with a, with a couch there for watching movies or whatever, I think that's a, just an amazingly valuable, you know, room to have in, in anyone's home that has any interest in golf whatsoever. And so I have one more bonus question. You just kind of brought up an idea when you were talking and it seems as though this, uh, a younger generation of golfers that has come online has really embraced data more so than we ever had before. And certainly golf simulators, the, the, the data that is provided is so uh, yeah. powerful. Like you said, you know, you can, you can gauge distance and flight path and, you know, where you're striking the ball. Uh, how, how have you seen that uh, affect the industry as far as if being able to provide data for not only younger people, but for everyone to help, whether you're a new golfer or, you know, maybe you're a low handicapper, how has that impacted the industry? Well, I mean, it's everyone wants that data, you know, you see it in, in all sports, not just golf, you know, it's, you know, whether it's analytics about, you know, strategy of the game or analytics about specific mechanics that you have, you know, your performance, you know, 
whatever it is, name the sport, the data is big. <laughs> um, and golf is, is, of course, a perfect example of that. The, 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 the tiniest change to your mechanics can have such a big impact on, on what you do. And so getting that data is, is you can accomplish changes so much faster or get feedback so much faster you know, then going to the range and hitting a bucket of 100 balls, you know, you can hit 10 in the sim and you've got a pretty good idea of what's going on. Um, and, you know, with swing cameras and all of that, I mean, it's, it's just hugely powerful. So, uh, yeah, I, I, the, it's, it, it helps everyone get better. Um, it makes, you know, it solve it, it, it scratches that itch of, of the, of the, of the nerds that just want to see the, the numbers and, you know, get that feedback and, and, you know, it, it almost like, you know, when you're in the sim and, and you can get that instant like measurement of, of how, how far you're driving the ball, you know, you're on a driving range, you hit, you know, uh, 270 to 285, it all looks the same from the tee box. Right. But when you're on the driving range, like I could beat that by another five yards, you know, it's just, it's just that much more feedback that uh, is, is just, just fun, you know, so um, it works on many levels. I think it's really powerful too, to have sort of the simulator data coming in when you're using other tools. Like I'm recently started using Arcos. So I'm able to see the shot distance mm -hmm. that I'm hitting by, by club. So it's nice to have my own data that I'm capturing yeah. on the, on the range. Yeah. I didn't even talk about the, 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 the whole thing with, with getting to know your clubs and your distances that way. I mean, the, the, the software that, that you get, like I'll use the Unicor as an example, you know, you can, you can save your sessions by club and go back and look historically at, you know, what, what was your spray and what, you know, what was your average and, and looking at that over time. And you, you take, you do that on the sim all winter and man, in the spring, you're going to go on the course and you're going to know exactly how far your, you know, your six iron will go or whatever. Um, that's, that's, I mean, how else are you going to get that done in the winter in this part of the country? It's it ain't happening. So mm -hmm. that's, I love it. <laughs> so uh, Carl, you're based in East Troy, Wisconsin. We're, we're based in Milton. I'm, I'm okay. from East Troy. That's the ET of our URL. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're based in Milton, Wisconsin. Okay. And you have a warehouse. If people from Chicago want to go visit you, can they go visit Carl? Yeah, we have a, we have a lovely showroom. We've just completed. We have a brand new building here. Um, so we have all these different technologies out on the floor that you can test out. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's, it's by appointment. So they just got to call our customer service and they can come check it out. It sounds like a trip. I think a lot of golfers would like to make, especially now in the coming months as we get yes. uh, more inside. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's why we built this thing, you know, to, to give people that opportunity to come and check it out. And if you can't, you know, we, we do a lot of stuff on our YouTube channel, you know, just showing you, you know, people that are across the country that don't want to make a trip to Milton, um, check out our YouTube channel. And, and it's all, a lot of the stuff is covered there where we kind of demonstrate all these things for people. So that's, it's very helpful. Mm -hmm.